Welcome to Content Inspire, a podcast focused on sharing good people doing great things within the sports nutrition and fitness industry. Welcome to Content Inspire. I'm your host, Andrew Calvino, and today I have the legend and badass Nate Eppleton, <laughs> the New York Pro 212 overall champ. And just wanted to say thanks for being on Content Inspire, my man, on the real. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we haven't known each other long, so I appreciate you uh, you reaching out and wanting to have me on. And yeah, it means a lot, man. I'm excited for you. Well, thank you, dude. And I have a feeling that when my listeners hear your story, they're going to go after it. And so dropping a quick question your way is, what is your why? My why? That's such a loaded question. So let's let's break it down even more then and let's talk about um, my why on a personal level or, um, bodybuilding and we'll, we'll segue into, let's go into a one direction or the other. So you, you kind of lead the way on that What you want my why for personal, my personal endeavors or my business endeavors or my bodybuilding endeavors. You know what? Personal, why not? So my why probably for most of my, my personal endeavors and my business endeavors is um, probably I've had a lot of people tell me I can't mm -hmm. for one, it's, it's not only proving others wrong, but proving to myself that I can. So I'm a very, um, I'm a very stubborn, uh, bullheaded person. So I get really amped up when people, you know, say, well, how's that going to work? Or how are you going to make this business work? Or how are you going to do this? or that, that shadow of doubt that some people like to cast is that's, that gets me even more motivated to say, well, you know what, then I, now I'm really going to accomplish it, you know? And that's, so that's one of my reasons why, but also because I'm very passionate mm -hmm. and I chase passion for one to help others. That's a huge, huge component of my why and, you know, why I do coaching and personal training and why I, you know, always try to help others and, um, you know, be, be a positive influence to people. It's very, that's talking about inspiring others. That's, you know, a big part of my why for sure. So thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. And um, yeah, man, I'm not going to lie since you work out at the gym that I work at. I've got to know a lot of people that speak very highly of you. So you're doing, you're doing a good job, dude. Awesome. Appreciate that. And then um, dropping, another, <laughs> dropping another quick question your way is um, how did you initially get into bodybuilding? So that's kind of where my story really, like that's where I get into my roots is um, I started, so I was a wrestler mm -hmm. for, um, like eight, almost eight years. And, um, I was very, very small. So when I was going through middle school and high school, like just as a reference point, I entered high school weighing 105 pounds, Damn. 105. And I was maybe five foot three, five foot four. So I was tiny. I was like one of the smallest kids. Um, and I got bullied, not a lot, but I mean, I had a fair share of people picking on me growing up and, um, 
you know, doing, doing and saying things and kind of edging that I was tiny and small and, um, that kind of thing. And I always hated it so much. Mm -hmm. And so that I used wrestling as, well, I can be, I can be stronger. I can be better. I can be more of a badass where people then won't pick on me. I kind of used wrestling as that. And then I started doing well in wrestling and then people quit messing with me as much. And, but then I really got into training. I really started to like to train. Um, I always loved things that were very, very difficult. Um, so those three hour wrestling practices and, you know, the room, the wrestling room is 80, 90 degrees in there and you're just go, go, go. I always liked doing really difficult things. And, uh, I started enjoying training. And so after fast forward then to my senior year of wrestling, which was 2012, um, I lost by one point to go to state the round to go to state. I lost by one point and my strength coach came up to me out in the hallway and he looked at me and he said, all right, you ready to get big? <laughs> And that was kind of my big turning point. I had already liked, really liked training for the, you know, from about my sophomore year to my senior year, I started really like wanting to learn about working out and exercising and like muscle anatomy and stuff like that. And then it just took off after my senior year of wrestling. And I just realized like I was 130 pounds. I wrestled 132 my senior year and I just knew I was like, I don't want to be small anymore. I was like five foot seven, which is about, I'm only a little bit taller than that now, but I just knew I was like, I don't want to be the, the small guy anymore. I don't want to be skinny. I just want to be jacked. <laughs> and that's where, that's where it really turned for me. And then I just realized I need to eat more. I need to train hard. And I didn't even have aspirations to be a quote unquote bodybuilder. It just stemmed again. This kind of goes back to your first question. What's your why? Like we can go that direction. What's the why of bodybuilding? And it's because I love to train and I, I love to work out and I love to push myself. And um, that's kind of where it all stemmed from. And then bodybuilding was just kind of the um, the direction I took once I realized, hey, I've kind of I got a good looking physique. I love to train like there could be a potential for me. And I had friends that were saying, Hey, go compete. And that's kind of where bodybuilding all started for me. Okay. And then I'm going to drop another quick question your way is who's a bodybuilder that has inspired you? Um, man, there's, there's quite a few. Um, I really like the nineties era bodybuilders. Um, and the kind of that old school, uh, mass monsters, the freaks. Um, Jay Cutler was one that I always watched videos of and always kind of gravitated towards. And just like, I, I also liked that he did the business of bodybuilding. So he was a good spokesperson for bodybuilding. He was a good advocate. He did content, he did videos, photo shoots, you know, he was fully enveloped in bodybuilding. And I really liked that. Um, some of the other ones, Kevin Lavroni, um, he's one of my favorites and really, especially because of the art that he brought to bodybuilding and posing and the art of posing and how to, you know, make 
someone with that much muscle look immaculate on stage. Um, and then you've got other guys like Lee Priest, and he was he was an absolute freak. Just had the craziest, roundest muscle bellies, but he was like five foot. I think he's like five foot two. <laughs> Man, dude. Yeah, he's a tank. And um, you know, I I uh, I looked at Ronnie Coleman's stuff too. He's a little bit of a different breed. Um, but yeah, that kind of era, you know, that '90s, early 2000s kind of era, and that's kind of when I was starting to really get into bodybuilding in the uh, mid like teen 2000s so like 2013 to 2015 is kind of when I started really getting into it okay yeah the nine the 90s early like 2000s era I remember you remember when muscle tech had everyone signed Jay Cutler yeah. Bill Heath, yeah yeah um, Branch Warren I remember that and I'm like yo these guys are monsters dude yeah yeah that era was sick so thanks dude um so dropping another quick question your way is how did it feel being on stage realizing you just won the new york pro <laughs> surreal it's still surreal to me because like i'm i just come i mean i'm born and raised here mm -hmm. i mean you're 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 living in this area now so like you can probably see it like greenwood and this area like there's a lot of people that are really down to earth and that kind of, that's called Hoosier hospitality. Um, you know, I, I just try to be very genuine and humble and, um, it's just still surreal to me, you know, that, that the New York pro happened and we won and we're going to the Olympia. And I think it's a, a culmination of that. It happened relatively quickly. That was my seventh show. Um, so I'm very, and I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. And I also know that I have a lot of work still to do. So I try not to put myself on a pedestal and try to just stay within my roots. You know, I'm born and raised here in Greenwood. This is my hometown. I, I don't really think that I'm better than anybody else. I just know that I work my ass off. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's a little bit of a surreal feeling, but I'm obviously ex excited. <laughs> well, um, being at the gym, seeing you during prep, putting in the fucking work, I was just there. Like, there's something different here. I'm like, it's, it's going to happen. And you got second place at the Indy, then yep. first at New York pro. Now you have your ticket to the Olympia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say it now. You're going to take it all. <laughs> but i'll be rooting for you no matter what dude on the real i appreciate that very much and um dropping another quick question your way is what advice would you give to someone who's afraid of going after what they want that's such a good um that's such a good question and one that i have a lot of fun with because mm -hmm. so i don't know if you know this as well i'm actually opening a gym also dude. yeah I think I saw a comment somewhere that stated it was going to be ready around a certain time. And I was just there like, is that going to be a new gym that you're going to, but you just confirmed it's going to be a new one that you're opening. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it'll probably be about 15 minutes away from Vasa. Um, it's more in the Greenwood area. So it's like near, uh, stop 11 and us 31. Mm -hmm. 
kind of like near the Greenwood Park Mall, about like five or six minutes away from from our mall in Greenwood. Um, but I think the biggest thing when addressing the fear is knowing that we really are not here on earth that long. And our lives, we have a very short time frame for one that we're here on earth, but two, we have only a short amount of time to accomplish some of our biggest goals and dreams, because obviously that stuff doesn't start happening. I mean, you have all your adolescence and childhood that you're just developing and then you get into your, your twenties or mid twenties, and then you're only really in your prime as far as energy goes. And, you know, before you have kids, like my wife and I, we don't have kids yet, you know, so there may be a 20 year window, give or take 20 or 30 year window that you can truly capitalize on building a brand and building building your life the way that you want. And it may even be smaller than that, you know, I mean, and it just comes down to um, just take the risk, you know, obviously there's, there's calculated risks and there's ways to go about, um, you know, making sure that you are um, dotting all your I's and crossing your T's and making sure that you, you know, calculate the moves that you're making. But ultimately, if you're not taking any risks, you're never going to reap a big reward. And I just see too many people um, that are stuck in their their nine to five or eight to five or what stuck in their day job. And I hear it time and time again of people that are um, sad, depressed, hate their job, can't wait till the weekend. And I even used to be in that. I mean, I worked in a corporate job for years after college. My wife did as well. And um, I hated that feeling of like, God, I can't wait till Friday. I can't wait till Friday. Oh shit. It's, it's Sunday. I gotta go back to work tomorrow. And I, you know, and then just the thought of like being behind a desk and like really not liking what you're doing and dreading it and this and that and the other. And then my wife and I started talking about uh, how many hours in a day you waste on something you hate. And I'll put this, I think your listeners will love to hear this is putting it into a perspective of hours in the day. So if you spend let's say on average, you're going to spend an hour combined of drive time per day. And then you're going to spend eight to 10 hours of your day at work. So right there, you're already at 11 hours out of a 24 hour day that are wasted on something you hate. That's over half your day. And then let's say you sleep six to eight hours right there. You've already burned 18 around 18 out of your 24 hours doing either something you hate or sleeping and that is such a mind like yeah it's a mind blow that's insane dude right you put it in that perspective and it's like holy shit i'm literally and then if you i mean god there's you know and then if you have more drive time or then if you're doing tasks or things that you don't like or some people work 10 to 12 hour days i mean you're talking potentially having four to six hours of your day to do and fill with things that you love. And then not to mention if you're eating, going to the bathroom, like you can etch out even more time where you may only get a couple hours of your day to do things and focus on things that you love. And 
I just, I so strongly believe that we need to, we need to flip the narrative and that it should be that the majority of your day should be filled with doing things that you love and have fun with and are passionate about. And then you just never feel like you're working, you know, and it's uh, my wife and I, before my wife quit her job and she runs a photography business now Mm -hmm. and helps me with my businesses. And before she quit her job, we started talking about that and I put it into hours in a day and her jaw dropped and it was in mine too. I was like, what the hell? Like that's, that's really powerful to think of it that way. Yeah. You flipped the switch. You basically realized, Hey, how many hours of a day am I wasting doing, doing something that doesn't bring me joy that basically, yeah, it's a paycheck, but my life is literally just flashing before my eyes. Gone. You were like, I want, I want to take control and do something that I'm passionate about. So that's awesome, dude. I'm glad. Yeah. Holy shit. So yeah, my listener, listener, yeah, yeah. (laughs) drop some gold for you guys. So write that down. Um, so let's talk about muffin pump because, (laughs) yo, because those muffins look stupid good. So how did you connect with that brand? Or is that something that you're working with, with somebody like, what's the deal with that? That's so cool. I'm so glad that you picked up on that and, um, that you're wanting to talk about that. They'll be really excited. So it's actually, it's very cool concept. Um, the muffin pump company is, um, it's a brand that a very close friend of mine and a client of mine, uh, he and his fiance started this company and they actually have not even launched yet. Okay. So this is a brand new company. So all of your listeners out there, if you guys, you know, want to get behind this, it's uh, going to be, they're going to be doing their first drop actually this month, like should be within the next week. Um, and the muffin pump company is, Essentially, it's just your your standard like bakery muffins like you can get at Costco or Walmart or Kroger in the, the bakery section, you know, just those nice big bakery muffins. Um, and what the reason behind it. So I eat a bakery muffin every single day, even when I'm in prep. Mm-hmm. That's my pre-workout meal. I have a shake and I have uh, one to two bakery muffins, just depending on what my coach writes. <laughs> uh, right just depending on what i'm allowed to have but um i do very well with with high carbohydrates especially around my workouts you know for more energy um even a little bit more sugars and fats because they're more fast acting i can get a, a large spike of insulin in my blood and um you know really helps with my pumps my vascularity more energy in the gym so that's something that i or a reason why I have a bakery muffin every day. And I have for the last three years and my, uh, you've probably seen, there's all these cookie companies out there, right? Yep. Like crazy big filled stuffed cookie and brownies even. And there's all these companies that are popping up about cookies and the market's getting really saturated. Just like in the supplement industry, you know, there's only so much that you can really push and market now it's like everyone and their brother is starting a supplement company Mm -hmm. and that's becoming a saturated market and so my buddy his name's jeremy fox very good friend of mine um him and his fiance Keitra, they told me hey we kind of want to start a muffin company Keitra really likes to bake she likes baking muffins and he was like what do you think about that and i said 
it's a fantastic idea because you're finding a niche in the market. There's no companies really doing muffins Mm -hmm. that are like shipping and doing it, running it similarly to a cookie company where they do like order times where they'll be open for an hour or two people place. There's all these orders that come in, then they close and then they bake them all and then ship them. And it's a similar business model, but with muffins. And of course, I call myself the muffin man because I eat muffins every, every single day. (laughs) So I was like, I would love to help get behind this. And Mm -hmm. I just told him like, I'll help market it. Um, They're going to sponsor me. So they'll be sending me muffins every month, but um, it's a great trade-off because I really, and I've gotten to try, I've gotten to do these Mm -hmm. testers that they've done and help them come up. I helped them come up with the flavors and helped them come up with the flavor profiles and like how they're going to ship and just helping them with some of the business tactics with it and stuff. And in return, I'm going to be an athlete for them. They'll take care of all my muffins that I eat. Um, And then we'll try to get this brand out to everybody that, you know, wants it. And it's, there's a huge demand for it already. Um, So yeah, we're really excited. It's, it's just going to be awesome. It's called the muffin pump co because it has to do with like bodybuilding and like that's their play on words, you know, that's their kind of tagline or whatever. Um, but yeah, they look good, don't they? Yeah, they look stupid good. So listeners, I'll tag um, their Instagram down below um, yeah. and certainly pay attention to launch times because they look really good, guys. Yeah. And they've got more flavors coming too. They've got, um, I mean, we're starting with four flavors, but I think they said they've got like I think they've got five to 10 more, maybe even more than that flavors that they're going to do that are seasonal, that are going to be certain times of the year um, or just bringing on new flavors and run them in batches. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot coming from them. Okay. So I'm going to drop another quick question your way. So you're a free agent when it comes to supplements and you'll announce that whenever you're ready. Um, But I have to ask, what's the most important thing for you when you're choosing who to represent and take their products? That's an awesome question. And that's because I'm working on a couple of those. Um, I'm speaking to a couple different companies right now. And that's uh, been a very exciting part um, for me. You know, I was with Blackstone Labs um, for a couple of years and we had a, a really good relationship and there's no no hard feelings about leaving them or anything. I just thought that I have, you know, better opportunities and different opportunities I can seek out. And the main thing that I'm, I'm looking at is um, I want to be able to represent a brand fully and really give my all to the brand. And so it's when I'm picking this, when I'm picking the supplement company that I'm going to go with, I want to make sure that I get to one, try the product that I can feel the benefit and the use of the product and that it fits my brand as well. So my brand Epler Elite Training and Nutrition but also my brand as Nathan Epler, the bodybuilder, you know, and my persona. And I want to have a good partnership with the company that I choose uh, and make sure that we can be in it for the long haul Mm -hmm. and that our goals and ideals and the way that we want to grow each other's brands kind of coincides. So those are probably some of the main things that I'm looking at with some of these new companies. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that with the listeners. And if there's any 
bodybuilders that listen to me, anyone that wants to represent a brand regarding putting yourself out there on social media, just before you sign on the dotted line or just go for a discount code, make sure that that brand is right for you. And that's all that matters. Yeah, it's it's a huge aspect because there and a lot of that's another big thing about supplement companies is there's too much um, there's too much ambassadorship programs and it's again it's getting saturated with uh, free marketing and people just wanting to jump ship and jump on board with a brand because they can get a thirty percent discount code for their use and then be an an ambassador and um, they really may not know anything about the products or know how they work or know how to explain them. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's kind of creating this oversaturation in the market. And I think that, you know, it's very important just to be patient, especially with this industry it, and bodybuilding in general is you got to be patient and you have to take all the right necessary steps to make sure that you are growing as a person you're growing in a healthy manner and also that you're building your own personal brand in a way that reflects you and reflects another company. Okay. And going to drop another quick question your way is I know you talked about it earlier in regards to providing coaching services. Um, do you primarily focus on bodybuilding clients or do you also take lifestyle clients as well? No, I, I do a full spectrum of clients. Now, it is tailored a little bit more towards um, bodybuilders, fitness enthusiasts, male and female alike. Um, but I have I have a lot of general wellness clients as well. And uh, again, I think that the main the main thing about that is if somebody is a lifestyle client, um, we just want to make sure that they're serious mm -hmm. and. I think a lot of the times what I've realized over the last several years of coaching is um, we live in a world of instant gratification anymore. And a lot of people think that the instant gratification also pertains to how fast can I lose body fat and how fast can I look like you and how fast can I get jacked and I always tell people that when you have, when you set a time frame on how fast you can accomplish one of your goals, you're more likely to fail because what's going to happen. And I see it time and time again. And so this is really important. If there's listeners out there that are, you know, thinking about getting fit or getting in shape or just getting back in the gym, getting healthy is again, going back to what I just said, be patient, be patient, give your body time to adapt to a new lifestyle, you're picking up new habits that your body is not going to be used to. And so you may have, and some people may have, you know, pretty quick success. And what happens is they'll have quick success and then it'll, it'll plateau really hard. Mm -hmm. They'll be dropping, dropping, dropping. And all of a sudden they'll plateau really hard. And then after the plateau hits and they don't break the plateau within a couple of weeks, they'll say, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go eat. I'm not losing weight anymore. So I'm just going to start eating some burgers. Or I'm just going to forget it. I'm over it. I'm tired. I'm tired of doing this. And then it ends up being this yo-yo effect where we see people will start a diet. I'm going to start at the first of the month. Three weeks in, 
they lost five pounds or seven pounds or 10 pounds, and then it plateaued and then they fall off for a week and they gain five back yep. and it's up and down, up and down, up and down. <clears throat> and so the, the, what I really uh, push and it's, it's easier with bodybuilders and fitness enthusiasts and competitors because we all kind of live this lifestyle anyway, year round. And so it's not as hard for someone like me or people like us to stay on, stay on the diet and stay with your program. But for somebody that doesn't do this all the time, I always just tell people, we're trying to change your lifestyle. Like we're trying to change your, your living habits and your eating habits. Like we're trying to make you a healthier you, trying to build a better, better habits within yourself. And so you've got to give it time. I always tell people, the first month is not going to be fun <laughs> because yeah. you're like, I don't want to go to the gym four to five days a week. I don't want to do this cardio. I don't want to eat this diet food. But if you're consistent and you're patient, that's when you start seeing residual effects happen and more positivity and more consistency and more consistent weight loss. And then it becomes easier because you're building new habits. You're building the habits Typically, if people can make it past their first four to six weeks, they're tons more likely to be successful long term because they've given their body and mind time to build the habits necessary. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. And I genuinely believe that there's a lot of people that'll do a zero to zero to 100 mentality and then they'll burn themselves out real quick. Right. Exactly the way how you said it. Right. And um, I'll link everything down below in regards to coaching services. If anyone's interested in taking you on as a coach. Appreciate that. Go from there. And yeah. um, what music do you listen to while working out, dude? Dude, it's so funny. It, it ebbs and flows. It's like, I think it depends on like what time of year it is. <laughs> okay. It depends too, like what, uh, if I'm getting ready for a show or not. Um, but I'm pretty, I use, it's either rock or like, I like pretty heavy metal and rock. Um, but there are also times when I get into prep where I like listen to more like hip hop or rap and it's mainly more like logic or NF. Mm -hmm. I've been on a kick with NF probably right. because lyrically his music is very good and has a lot of meaning. And I actually, I don't know if you saw this, my New York pro posing routine, my three minute posing routine was to an NF song. That's sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll have to check that out. It's on YouTube actually. Um, but uh, yeah, I did a posing routine to NF, but yeah, other than that, it's normally just like, yeah, rock or metal or um, yeah. One of those, one of those three genres is kind of the way that I go usually. Okay, I'll certainly find the posing from the New York Pro with the NF and link it down below so that people can check it out. And but NF, Logic, J. Cole, um, rappers with like deep lyrics that aren't just like F bitches and, and do drugs and that like, yo, on, yeah, it's sick. Um, and dropping another quick question your way is what is your favorite show to watch on Netflix or Disney plus Hulu when you're on your downtime? Hmm. <laughs> if, if there is any downtime for you, dude. Probably. 
I know Wait, my wife's chiming in a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw her stop in the background and was like, huh. So we love diners, drive-ins and dives. Yeah. Because we are foodies at heart. Yep. And when I'm, I'm like anything food I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's always fun for sure. Uh, we love watching like movies as well. So I'm huge on Marvel movies. Okay. And even more so, I'm kind of nerdy. I love Harry Potter. Oh, that's I, so sick, dude. Dude, I am a Harry. I'm about to get a sleeve on my forearm. That's Harry Potter shit. <laughs> okay. um, since I love Harry Potter. I love like mystical movies and stuff like mm -hmm. like uh action fantasy movies like lord of the rings the hobbit harry mm -hmm. potter those are like and they're nostalgic too because i grew up as a kid watching those so they have a sense of they have they make uh me feel at peace mm -hmm. they're nostalgic and relaxing and fun and enjoyable for me to watch because it's reminiscent of my childhood mm -hmm. and so even especially like when I'm in prep, if I'm just answering emails and stuff, I'll throw a Harry Potter movie on in the background because it's just it's calming. It's a it's my inner peace. Same thing with like Marvel movies. I love like action movies like that and stuff. But yeah. And then as far as like Netflix goes, man, like, shoot, we've watched so many of these, you know, the standard series. I mean, we watched like Supernatural, Breaking Bad. We've watched like two or three times what are some other ones lex what on netflix yeah the office we yeah well before they took it off we yeah, watched they took it off have you guys seen the magicians uh -uh. and then i tried getting in it into schitt's creek but yeah i couldn't really get into schitt's creek too much <laughs> i couldn't get into that one either but i'm i'm telling you guys hands down the magicians is the best show i've seen on netflix in a long long time like it's okay. like it's like adult Harry Potter in college. Yeah. Um, Lock and Key. Have you seen that one? No, I have not. Oh, that one's good. We've watched it twice and it's really good. Okay. Once I'm done here and I have free time and all that fun stuff, I'll certainly check it out, dude. There you go. I was going to say, now you've got one to watch and we've got one to watch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when we're at the gym, just let me know whenever you guys start watching The Magicians because that show, hands down, still to this day, is nice. And so, Nate, I just wanted to say thank you for being on Content Inspire, sharing your story with me and the listeners. I greatly appreciate it. You're a badass. And appreciate <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to say to the listeners before we sign off? No, I just, you know, I appreciate all the support. You know, we've had, I've had a lot of, a ton of support coming back from the New York Pro win and now making my Olympia run here in 19 weeks. And you know, like I said, man, I came from nothing and I just followed my passion and my dreams. And I just really never gave a shit what anybody had to say. And I swear, dude, I was even for those of you guys that are listening, whatever passions that you have, even if they seem weird to other people, just follow them because you're going to be happy. It doesn't matter what other people think. And I remember I was just talking to another buddy of mine and he, they used to joke when I would be at planet fitness working out seven or eight years ago. And I would be, I was so small. It was like 160 pounds. 
couldn't, I didn't know what I was doing really. And I would even pose, I would pose in the mirrors by myself and people would laugh and to ask me what I was doing and why I was posing. And I didn't care. I just knew what I love to do and I just kept doing it and the success will come. So, you know, just follow your dreams, follow your passions. Those are, those are probably my two big messages for everybody that's listening is, you know, don't give in, don't listen to what other people have to say. If you're passionate about something, follow it because it'll oftentimes lead you in the direction you need to go for sure. Damn. Got chills there, dude. So <laughs> I'm going to link everything of yours down below. So listeners certainly check them out, support them. And until next time. All right, man. Appreciate you having me.